the home. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Major Spoilers Podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod pod podcast. Rodrigo and I'm Stephen. You're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast. 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 The Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Welcome to the Major Spoilers podcast, issue 450. I know this is a bit of a surprise for you because, uh, quite frankly, we don't have uh, enough free time in our lives. But uh, I'm Stephen. That uh, voice that you hear on the other end. Hello. That would be Matthew. Um, my name is Matthew. <laughs> How you doing, Matthew? You might remember me from such movies as Bloody Mess on the Highway. Now, you may remember me from such podcasts as the Major Spoilers Podcast and this one. Uh, anyway, so I'm a lot of people... I'm top five, but not allowed to play Munchkin because I'm too good. Because <laughs> you're too far away. Um, uh-huh. So a lot of people are fans of something that Matthew and I try to do regularly, called Dueling Reviews, where we each take an in-depth look at a particular uh, issue, a particular comic. Uh, the only bad thing is Matthew's schedule has become so wonky, my schedules have become so wonky over the years, that it's very hard for us to sit down on a Sunday evening and bang these things out. So we decided, <laughs> why don't we just sit down and record this and see if we can't squeeze another podcast out so, uh, so that we're all here. You said, never mind. <laughs> What's that? We call it a dueling review because uh, I'm actually four generations inbred and barefoot right now. (laughs) So this is a no-holds-barred discussion of a particular comic. Uh, We'll give our thoughts, our reactions, uh, everything that you would normally get in a uh, dueling review, but in audio form. And we'll see how this goes and see if we spin this off into an entire set of uh, podcasts for you. But... Right now, we're going to try to get these out on Thursdays for you, so do check them out. This week, we are taking a look at The Amazing Spider-Man, number 695. The Uh, Spider-Mans, Pete and Mary Spider-Man. Well, no, because Brand New Day, they're no longer the Spider-Mans. Oh, right. Uh, The the once and former Pete and Mary. It's Pete Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All alone. Doesn't he have a girlfriend named Carly or something? It's great that we're doing this because, you know, the series ends in just five issues. Oh, shut up. It does. There are no. Yes, it does. volume ends. And this volume of Spider-Man that was renumbered from the previous volume of Spider-Man, which restarted in 2000, will restart again yes, in but there's six months. But there's this thing called, uh, what is this, uh, Marvel Now! In fact, there's uh, the interwebs today is kind of a buzz. Uh, we're actually recording this day of release. The intard webs is a buzz over a double-page splash of Madam Web, who is... Uh, Seeing the yes. future of Marvel now. And if you look, they do have some artwork from some of the upcoming projects. So there's, uh, um, what's, what's her name? X-Men. You, you can definitely see Doc Ock and all his gooey gore, yeah. goriness. Uh, you get to uh, see some uh, ant, some ant mans. You get to see some uh, new hulks in there. Electra. Teeny, uh, tiny carnage. Someone what, uh, what's Madam Webb's deal? She can see the future. All futures. Madam- yeah, Madam Web is actually the second Madam Web, who ironically used to be the second Spider Woman, and when the real Spider Woman came back, became the second Arachne because Spider Woman One originally went by Arachne. But well, I'm glad I'm picking this up on issue six ninety five. Yeah, this is a thing. Uh, Madam Web used to be Spider Woman. You remember the Spider Woman who showed up in the Secret Wars with the black and white costume? No, and the I magic didn't read Wars. Marvel back then. Okay, 
other people know what I'm talking about. But yes, she has the ability to see the future. She used to have a wide array of spider powers that changed here and there. But basically her gig is that she's Cassandra with webs. Well, ever since um, ever since uh, Dan Slott took over on this uh, Amazing Spider-Man series, and I've been reading it since Dan Slott, she's played this role that keeps appearing eh, every yep. third, fourth issue saying, Beware, Spider-Man, you're doing it wrong. Uh, giving him well, little she clues became and, the new Madam Web at the end of, I want to say, Spider Island. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I think she was, no, even before Spider Island, she was doing uh, the prediction business stuff because she and Peter in, in, uh, during the, uh, not Brand New Day, but the uh, Things Are Looking Up for Peter Parker stint. Maybe that was oh, Brand uh, New big Day. Big time. Big time, yeah. That's when she was already Madam Web. So Spider Island came after that. Oh, well, then I don't remember when she, I remember Madam Web dying. Maybe it was... Eh, it, it, who, know, who knows? At this point, there's not only a new Madam Web, uh, there's also a new Hobgoblin, uh, f- uh, Phil Urich. <laughs> this yes. is um, this is um, Ben Urich's, ben Urich's nephew. son, nephew. That's right. Yes. Now, he's not the Goblin. He was a good Goblin, apparently, a long time ago. Back around 1999 or 2000, Phil had his own series, and he was a heroic Green Goblin at a time when Norman Osborn was still suspected to be dead. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Phil is the new new Hobgoblin after he killed the old new Hobgoblin, but the old, old Hobgoblin, the original Hobgoblin, apparently uh, has decided to come out of retirement and is right. heading back to New York City to reclaim his title. I don't know why Marvel keeps teasing this. We saw a one-page like tease of the original Hobgoblin like six or seven issues ago, it seems, and he's yeah. like, I'm going to make it back to New York City, and I'm going to reclaim what's mine. And we haven't really seen him since, which is kind of funny. Well, and part of that, I think, is this Hobgoblin ties back to, and th- this is something that I have a big belief in. Right now, Marvel is in love with 1987. And this Hobgoblin was the big deal in 1987. And a lot of the Marvel Now stuff is remindingly, reminding me of what the Marvel Universe was like when we were kids, or rather when I was reading the book as a kid. And Roderick Kingsley, the previous Hobgoblin, was a big deal, mm. 86, 87. He was the big spider villain. He, and he had this uh, goblin laugh, or is this a new thing that Phil Urich picked up? Phil Urich has the goblin laugh. The original Hobgoblin basically had all of Green Goblin's gimmicks with an orange cape. He threw pumpkin bombs. He had razor-tipped things. He flew around on a goblin glider. I think he had superhuman strength. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually uh, had the ability to frame other people. Uh, we're getting a screwy Skype thing again. Hold on just a second. I, I really am hating but Skype it, with a passion, right. ladies and gentlemen. With a passion. Try that. How's that? Ah, there we go. I'm just going to have Hello. to keep this open and off to the side. Stupid Skype. I hate Skype. If someone can give me a good solution on how I can create multi-track audio recording on a Mac with Google Hangout, I will gladly use Google Hangout. I will even send somebody... A really cool, you know what? We still got a stack of stuff. Let me go over here real quick. Gatekeeper Comics and Hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Hunt and engage. Send us a whole bunch of stuff. So here's what I'm going to do. If someone can give me, the first person to give me a viable solution that works to my standards, which are pretty high, uh, I will send you a uh, limited edition Supreme Power number one, Spawn number one, signed by Todd, Todd McFarlane, uh, an X Men. <laughs> Number one half. Nice, nice. Uh, there he goes again. God damn it. Uh, this is going to get the explicit tag for sure. 
Um, X-Men number one half. Amazing Spider-Man number 298 signed by Todd McFarlane. Nice. So those are the things that you can get. If you can give me a solution, get this GD problem solved because I'm getting sick and tired of it. (sighs) What if I said stop using a Mac? Would that be a solution? No, that would be me punching you in your face. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, stop using a Mac and not a solution. <laughs> yes, that is not a solution, and you will not get a, you will not get a prize. So anyway, the new Hobgoblin has this laugh thing that's uh, piercing and shrieking and all this stuff. Fortunately, Peter Parker um, uh, works at Horizon Labs and is known as the man who supplies the tech for Spider-Man, and so he can whip things up uh, thanks to Horizon Labs. Hobgoblin is working for the Kingpin. Kingpin is, and what I like about Dan, Dan Slott, I think his writing is really good. Um, the MacGuffin in this issue is they're going after something in a briefcase and the Hobgoblin points out right on the first page. Ha ha. Besides guys, you just made me, uh, you just made me rich. Your little pulp fiction briefcase. I'm going to put the pink kingpin in a very generous mood. Yep. Yep. Like the fact, the fact. Stupid, stupid stuff. So anyway, uh, so the MacGuffin is this, um, is this briefcase, which I like. Which yeah. gives us a reason to move around because, quite frankly, the last couple of issues have been uh, revolving around this Alpha character. So it's a chance yeah. to get us back into the main stream of things. Yeah, and Alpha, I have not cared for the Alpha bits. <laughs> yeah, I see what you did. But more importantly, they hang a lampshade on the you know the Pulp Fiction thing, and it makes good sense. It really works for me. I I think the the breakout character of this issue is probably Roderick Kingsley. Because there's a moment where the the hobgoblin is all, oh, I'm a hobgoblin and I'm evil. And then there's Roderick Kingsley going, you don't even know the power of the things that you have. Yeah, but he doesn't even show up in this issue. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, okay, right. Yeah, 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 you're right, he does. He's standing on on a a rooftop, screaming his heart out, and just watching you going, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, okay, so that's right. that old school goofiness. Well, and I guess that works to an extent. I mean, I, I wish they kind of move along with it. I mean, they've only got five issues left before this series ends. Stop saying um, that. Well, before Spider-Man dies. Okay, I'll, I'll say it that way. Before Spider-Man dies, we've got five more issues. I give up. <laughs> so, um, Peter Parker... It's a, it's a launch boot. Yes, Peter Parker interrupts the... Or I'm sorry, the amazing Spider-Man interrupts the... Uh, the uh, What are the, the Foot Clan and the Hobgoblin yes, busting heads foot. in a bar? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show up later. Um, <laughs> that's going to be the Alpha's new catchphrase, isn't it? <laughs> I sure could go for a pizza. Actually, I could go for a pizza. Anyways, uh, Peter Parker grabs the uh, Pulp Fiction uh, briefcase of doom, and he wants to find out what the Kingpin's all about. And so he says, hey, I ought to dust off my journalism uh, skills. And sure enough, he bumps into a reporter at Horizon Labs who I Not guess many people have been favorite. saying... Sally Floyd. Is she the one that Sally says, Floyd. is she the one that's, uh, you don't even know Captain America, what a yeah, Twitter is. You don't is. know NASCAR or MySpace, Captain America, so you're a terrible, terrible thing. Yes, yeah, Sally is Floyd is okay. an idiot. Well, it's funny because she does uh, pull out the, I think she says Twitter or something. She She's really up on the uh, on the times. Oh, yeah. And she's she pulls a real D-bag maneuver here because somebody apparently said something to her about Peter Parker designing technology for Spider-Man. Right. And Peter and the head of Horizon Lab say to her, we're going to have to ask you to remove that from the article. And she says, no. 
it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it does. Uh, for, a, know, for a news reporter, sure it does. Sure it does. If, she, if they said it was on the record, then she can go back and she can do whatever she wants. Now, does that mean it's going to hurt her later um, yeah. as a reporter and getting other stories with Horizon Labs? Sure. Is it going to put Peter Parker in jeopardy? Of course. That's why they, they wrote it that way, because that takes us to the next step uh, in, the, in the story, um, where Peter then goes and... But- pleads with Ben Yurick saying, please, Ben, please don't uh, put that in the newspaper. And Ben's like, nope, no can do. Please, please hold it off for a few days. Nope, no can do. We're with the times. We're hip. We're happening. We're listening to the Sally Floyds of the world. We're online. And so the story's already live. Yeah. And the problem that I have with this is that it's a puff piece about Horizon Labs. It's not even a big deal. And Sally Floyd is being a D-bag about it. But it does give us a chance to see Peter checking in with his old friends at the Bugle, Robbie Robertson and his girlfriend Nora, and of course, Phil Urich, the evil hobgoblin. That nobody knows about. There's well, a great scene, though, where they have the, uh, the they each have their little half yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Ditko mask. Mm-hmm, which is pretty and cool. That is pretty cool. Now, the other thing that um, is kind of playing along underneath this, and, and this is why I particularly like what Dan Slott is doing, because he's tying in a bunch of threads that started with uh, big time uh, Spider-Man getting or Peter Parker getting the job at Horizon Labs, the um, New York uh, Island, the Spider Island thing. Uh, one of the things that uh, was introduced in Spider Island were these uh, spider. Um, what are they called? They're like spider sensors that are placed around the city to keep the, the spider powers in check and everybody who's been infected uh, to keep yeah. them in check. And there's a, a spy at Horizon Labs who's working for the Kingpin and promises that he can take these devices and use them and turn them against um, uh, against Spider-Man so that the Kingpin basically can bring him down. Ty Stone. Um, yeah, his name is, is uh, Dr. Evil Pants. You know, uh, uh, whenever I read this, do you remember, was it the 90s Spider-Man, that, that series that was on Fox in like the late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. All I can keep hearing was that voice in my head for Peter Parker going, was that Ty Templeton? Of course it was Ty Templeton. And it's just the the way that it's written feels like that that dialogue from that cartoon series. Not the old... You know who uh, did that voice? Who did that? The kid who played Greg in the Brady Bunch reboot. Oh, in the Brady Bunch reboot? Or was it actually the, the guy? Okay, cool. Interesting. The more yeah. you know... Ping! Anyway, <laughs> upon threat of death by the Kingpin... Yes. Ty Stone says, let me push this button, boss. Ty and the family stone. Thank and that, uh, that sends that uh, Peter Parker's uh, spider senses spy. into the super man. overdrive. Yeah. And that actually makes for some nice slapstick. Uh, his girl ex-girlfriend hands him a cup of coffee and his spider sense goes, Zork! and he's like, it was hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we start seeing these little things pop up. Basically, I guess Peter view is, uh, oh, no, uh, my senses are so heightened that if someone touches this, they could get a paper cut or static shock or yeah. high fructose oh, corn sure. syrup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eight burritos for lunch. That's a nice one. Now, here's the thing that that um, interests me. We've already seen this kind of spelled out before, I think, during uh, Spider Island. Um Back in Brand New Day, the controversial story arc that everybody is is still bitching and moaning about, um, Peter Parker didn't want everyone to know who he was anymore, so Doctor Strange cast a spell and erased everyone's memory. Problem right. was, it wasn't really a, a memory eraser as so much as it was a memory blocker. Right. And so if people find out or make that connection or if he accidentally tells people that he's Spider-Man, 
then the spell can be broken. And already the spell was broken during Spider Island because he went on TV at one point pretending that he had been infected too. And he's like, hey, yeah, come on, everybody. We've all got these spider powers. We're all Spider-Man. I'm Spider-Man. And because he said it that week in the field and Dr. Strange says, I don't know what's going to happen next, Peter, but uh, you better uh, eat some Pepperidge Farms. And uh, I don't know, Crypto. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we should be doing that there, That's Alpha. That's a bad idea. <laughs> so we now get into this uh, situation uh, Madam Webb sees the future, all the futures. She sees everything and appears before Spider-Man to warn him. Unfortunately, she does that right in the middle of uh, Daily Bugle. No, she's actually at the bus station. Right, but her spirit. Oh, yes, but nobody but Peter can see that. It's no, because like, everybody in the in the thing was like, did we just see that? Are we the only people that see that? Was that broadcast around the world? So it starts to open up and break down those barriers and allows Phil Urich to make the connection that, wait a minute, we've amped up uh, Spider-Man's spider sense. Peter Parker's acting all weird. Peter Parker's connecting one and two. And oh. uh, then when they when Peter Parker stumbles out in the street and his senses are overpowering, it becomes very easy for the Hobgoblin to swoop in and carry off Peter Parker and shout loudly in front of the crowd, I finally got one over on you, Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know. I like the writing in that. I, I did. I thought this was this was a nice way to tie in a lot of the other stories that we've seen uh, Dan Slott write. And he has admitted that when 700 hits and Peter Parker dies and the series ends, that he's going to go into hiding for a while. <sighs> <laughs> and then the next week when issue one comes out oh jesus christ here we go again you know you know well, don't, don't. sorry this is oh, not really gonna have an ending it's spider-man and his amazing friends you know what it's gonna be it's gonna be four new spider-man one's gonna be a clone yeah 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 one's gonna have armor and one's gonna be the scarlet wait they've already done that never mind um no but I, what i like about this is that you know, he's bringing back these elements so that the story, wherever it goes, concludes naturally. We already know from uh, upcoming solicits that Doc Ock is finally going to have his revenge, his ultimate revenge on oh. Spider-Man and uh, bring it all together. So I like the writing. I thought there was just enough cheese. I thought there was just enough uh, drama. I thought there was just enough uh, empathy that you feel for poor Peter Parker and, and his uh, his charmed life. I like the writing. I like the developments. All Matthew. Right. I like the writing up to a point. This issue felt a little brief to me because there's a lot of exposition. There's a lot of talky-talky in this issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we start with a Hobgoblin-Spider-Man fight, and mm -hmm. then there's like 16 pages of the Daily Bugle and the Kingpin's office and Peter Parker and, you know, uh, Julia Carpenter dropping off her kid at the bus station. And I'm not kidding about that, by the way. No, no, and she is. To the end and she's sending the, the, the best part. She's sending her daughter to the city of Colorado. Yes, the city of Colorado. Which I thought was rather silly. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's New Yorkers. They're weird like that. I guess. But most importantly, it, you know, there's a point where the story just kind of stops screeching dead and then it picks up again. And I like the way it picks up and I like the whole my spider sense is out of control. Right. But wasn't it like six or ten months ago that he they they turned off his spider sense entirely? Yeah, they did. That was during the Spider Island thing when they were going through the whole um um uh the whatcha doodle with yeah. um the with doodle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the uh with the uh those antenna things that, that Ty Stone has. I they're slipping my mind at the moment. The, the spider Frammer stats. 
Yes, exactly. The Stammer's France. That. Yeah. So, but it, it's, it, it's it's back. Strong. It opened strong. It ended strong, but it sagged in the middle for me. Hmm. All right. Well, it, that's fair enough. I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought story wise, it was good. I thought I it brought in all these characters. Issue. I mean, thank um, God it wasn't drawn by Umberto Ramos. Hey, now listen. I nice. like Humberto Ramos art. There's something about it that is cartoony. There's something about it that's nice. I don't care if they've got big feet and all the girls have, uh, 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 you know, giant cereal bowls for breasts. I don't, I like that. I like his cartoony style. And when you've got a Spider-Man that's twisting and jumping and turning, uh, much like a spider can, I like seeing Humberto Ramos do it. I, I just I like, like his Spider-Man being jumpy and twisty too. I also like him to have what I like to refer to as human anatomy. Oh, Ramos is fine. Ramos is not fine, and the the liberties that he takes with the webs and the mask are deal breakers for me. I don't like reading Umberto Ramos' issues of Spider-Man because the mask is always going to be – he's going to have squinty eyes and flipping around, and the webs are going to change from panel to panel. And, you know, Steve Ditko didn't do that, and I'm old. You are old. I love Steve Ditko. Well, this issue was also not drawn by Steve Ditko. This issue was indeed – Drawn by Giuseppe Camancoli. Giuseppe Camancoli. Uh, I don't know. I thought the art was okay. Certainly, it's not uh, as good as Umberto Ramos's art uh, can it be. It is not Umberto Ramos's art. I um, I don't know. I think there are times where um his uh facial stuff has a little bit too much scratchy, scratchy stuff. Uh, that may be more of the inker's fault than anything else. Uh, I don't care for faces that have all these random scratches that appear in one frame and are gone in the next. Um, yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of that going on, especially in uh, Hobgoblin's uniform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like and the it, fact that there's a lot of backgrounds uh, through here. You don't see a lot of pages where it's just solid color. Right, which is good. Mm-hmm. It's not a Todd McFarlane issue. Yep. Well, you can see and, feet, too. So True. Well, Todd McFarlane can draw feet. It's Rob Liefeld who can't. Oh, okay. Feet. All right. There are nice bits, and artistically speaking, this is a good issue um, the one complaint that I did have is when we see Madam Webb viewing the future, mm-hmm. it's clear that all of these are little uh, clip bits and some of them are taken straight from previews. Yes. So it's like 15 different artists work and I'm just kind of right. like, Ooh. So I don't know. Is, you think people should be rightfully upset that they're seeing that future bit, that, uh, Marvel now thing in there? Absolutely not. Because what this is, is it's, it's, do you remember in Avengers number four where they, oh yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And rip hunters blackboards Mm. in 52. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what this is. Um, you know, there was a thing, I, I I guess apparently if you go back and look at the, that Avengers with that pencil timeline from Bendis, Mm -hmm. um, that actually has played out pretty much to the mark. Yep. So, and then Ultron is going to come back and eat everybody's face. Yes. Is there a time that Ultron neat came and said, make me a woman. Yes, yes, there was. I want a bride. Did you read the bride? No, I did not. I saw you you recommended it this week. No, I did. That's why I said. That's why I was asking. Was there really a storyline like that? Yeah, you remember Yocasta from uh, Avengers Academy? Yes, definitely. The Silver Woman? Yes. Yes, that is Ultron's bride. Uh Aha. She was created by Ultron, and since Ultron has a piece of Henry Pym's mind, Yocasta has a piece of the late Janet Van Dyne's mind. And so Yocasta hmm. is like, look at me. I used to not be the wasp, only maybe kind of. So overall, I thought the art was was good. It's not yeah. uh, Humberto Ramos. Uh, you know, it's it's all right. Uh, there is a I letters column. It was good that the art was not Humberto <laughs> Ramos as well. There's a letters column uh, in this. And, and I noticed in some Marvel 
uh, books, they still do a letters column. There was an interesting thread going on the email today uh, over the announcement of IDW's uh, IDW Limited line. And people are like, I think they should bring back the letters column uh, into uh, comic books. And someone's like, uh, I think uh, there's already enough places for people to voice their opinions and thoughts and ideas beyond wasting printing space inside of a comic book with letters pages. What is your, what is your thoughts on the letters page? I like them. I don't necessarily think they're absolutely necessary because, frankly, a letters page done badly is, you know, Yahoo comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't need a five, you know, a five and a half page Brian Bendis or uh, Kirkman letters page. <laughs> but I don't mind a page of letters where people are talking about this happened and this happened. I have a problem when it turns out to be, uh, you know, hey, pat me on the back because I'm freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. I mean, there are, I think there are plenty of places for people to share ideas, good or bad. Uh, certainly, the Bendis boards are good. I know Marvel has their. Uh, forums and, and uh, CBR and those other sites also have their comment sections. And some of those get, you know, pretty dirty and nasty sometimes. I like the comment section over at Major Spoilers where people can go in and make a comment on on this particular podcast. My God, it's full, full of errors. Why did you guys even allow that to go on? Um, to uh, But most of the time over at uh, Major Spoilers, people are generally pretty positive. I don't know. I don't le- read the letters columns. I honestly don't. I rarely even read the uh, the little bit from the editor at the end that says, oh, by the way, we're going to the New York Comic Con next week. Why don't you come down and visit us? We're going to be talking about this, this, and this. I don't even read that stuff. I don't know. I, I just don't think that there's a place for a letters column anymore, especially if it's going to increase the uh, page count, increase the cost, and we're not getting more uh, pretty pictures. Um, actually, I think we get the same number of pages of pictures. It's still 20 p- pages of content per issue, but... I think a letter column has a place so long as they have enough stuff to do a letter column. Mm-hmm. I love the letters column in um, Avengers Academy, for instance. Mm. I don't ever want to read a letters column in a Batman book. I don't ever want to read a letters column in an X-Men title because it's going to fall into two categories. One makes me want to kill them, and the other makes me want to kill them. And that's kind of what the letters column will be like. I think it would be you know, variations on a theme. This issue is cute, though, because it has a, a, five-year-old yeah, a little five-year-old drawing, drawing yeah. and it has letters from teenagers who are like, I just discovered Spider-Man. He sure is awesome, as he new. It's too bad we're going to kill him in issue 700. You're going to be sad when Spider-Man dies and Alpha has to take his place. <sighs> Will you totally freak out if Alpha becomes the new Spider-Man in issue uh, Spider-Man Now number one? No, because he'll be the new Spider-Man for about two years, and they'll bring Peter Parker back. And I'm sure people said the same thing about well. Wally West. Oh, he'll just be the Flash for a few years, and then they'll bring the Barry Allen back, and you know, twenty plus years did. later, twenty years later, and that's exactly what happened. I don't <laughs> think they're going to do it, and here's why. Okay, Wally West is not a market. Wally West is not a huge property mm-hmm. and if you bring back barry allen and you still have the flash most people the general public isn't going to know the difference between barry allen and wally west but alpha's got the same basic origin story as peter parker he's not peter parker he's well he's, he's different peter parker he's right he's They're, not he's not the 1960s steve ditko peter parker he's not any peter parker and more importantly he's a douchebag <laughs> but also the general public has this thing that i like to call the one true blank Right. Hal Jordan is the one true Green Lantern, and Peter Parker is the one true Spider-Man. And you cannot futz with that. You cannot undermine that 
or else they will come down on you with, you know, like the sword of Damocles. Uh, by the way, Damocles is a new character coming from uh, Wildstorm. <laughs> Part of Marvel Now, yeah. Storm. <laughs> All right, Matthew, bottom line, Amazing Spider-Man 695. Give me a star rating, uh, pros and cons. People should pick this up or skip it. Um, this issue looks better than most because it's not drawn by Umberto Ramos. Bite me. The story goes, it, it, it's, it's a bell curve. It sags yeah. a bit in the middle. There's not a whole lot going on in this issue. It's sort of an interstitial chapter of here's a fight, here's some talky, 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 and here's some more fight. Uh-huh. Interesting things happen. I'm going to go two and a half stars. Mm, okay. It is, a, it is an average title. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't, you know, I'm not angry at it. I don't hate it. I can see the pluses. I can see the minuses. And I think that overall, it's a successful issue. I uh, I really like what Dan Slott's doing, and I like how he's actually taking stuff that he developed. Now, granted, it's stuff that he developed starting with his run, and it has been reintroducing and um, uh, reinforcing some of those concepts and ideas throughout his entire run on The Amazing Spider-Man. So when we do see what's going on at the Daily Bugle, I find that fascinating because it is a callback. Uh, I'm not familiar with all the players. I don't really know Madam Webb's deal or Phil Urich's deal from from long time ago. I only know what Matthew has told me and what the... Uh, uh, previously in the Amazing Spider-Man Inside Front cover tells me. Um, right. Roderick I, Kingsley was actually a My Little Pony who was given <laughs> powers by Papa Smurf. So, I like Dan Slott's writing. I really don't have a lot of problems with this, except for at times it gets a little corny. Um, the art is good. It's not Humberto Ramos, which, uh, is, which was the main thing that drew me into um, Amazing Spider-Man uh, originally. Um, but it's still good. I enjoyed this issue overall. I say pick it up, especially since there's only five issues left and Spider-Man's going to die. Um, I say pick it up and I'm giving it three and a half stars. Nice. All right, listeners, there you go. Problems aside, we hope you enjoyed this little excursion. Our big, you know, this is one of those big, uh, milestone podcast and it's rife with technical errors, just like all of our milestone pie. Rife with, it's a five, it's 450. Really? Yeah. Issue 450. We may spin this off into a standalone podcast, but for right now, listeners, it's your chance to uh, share your thoughts on The Amazing Spider-Man 695. You can use the comment section over at Majorspoilers.com. Let us know. Do you want us to continue this? Matthew and I certainly enjoy going back and forth, talking in detail about the comics. And we think that this time length is just right. And if you want to uh, help us out, maybe we need to buy some new equipment. Um, you can certainly help us out a couple of ways. Head over to Majorspoilers.com. If you're going to buy something from Amazon.com, click on that link. takes you over to Amazon. You can buy to your heart's content. We get a little bit. We get a little credit for uh, your sales. A little bit comes our way. You can also become a recurring donor. There's been a lot of people over the last couple of weeks that have become recurring donors, and we really appreciate that. A two, five, ten dollars $10 a month recurring donation certainly helps. And if we can get 100% of our listeners to contribute and become recurring donors, me, Matthew, Rodrigo, Zach, Rob. Well, Rap, Zach, Rob wouldn't have to quit his job because you actually have to have a job to quit a job. Uh, Brian <laughs> and many others could become full-time employees. And many, <laughs> and many more could become full-time actually, employees they, at uh, Major Sports. have to be me twice because I have to quit three jobs. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. All right, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Our next podcast, 451, should be an interview with uh, Raven Gregory from uh, Zenoscope Entertainment. And then next week, we're going to be taking a look at the Thief of Thieves from Image Comics. Why? Because we know that you love comics, and we do too. And we will talk with you soon. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas for future shows, or would like to sponsor a show, send an email to podcast at majorspoilers.com. 
Visit Major Spoilers at Majorspoilers.com and be sure to check out the Major Spoilers forum. You can also follow Major Spoilers on Twitter at twitter.com slash Majorspoilers. Bad the X-ray vision of a Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, they kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm Stark Raven rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine Be in the Middle East With a King Santo and soldier what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler Major Spoilers It's copyright 2012